rest of the earth forever and ever and looking out from each window which i have left open so that the smell of burning flesh and bone can evaporate will still stare all those vacant gentle faces all 13 of them beckoning with listless eyes their open fingers clasped in the sure grip of death but i did i did run from there not very far though i only had to cross the road and he was waiting for me i was still crying and i kept wiping the blood from my hands he had said we were going to delhi to start a new life but standing there under an umbrella he said we could not go immediately because we needed money so he told me what to do i was to go back to the house and when they found me i should cry just as i was doing now and say that i had been unwell and asleep in my room i had been woken up by the smell of burning flesh and as i came out of my room i saw all these bodies one after the other i had become hysterical and was screaming and then someone assaulted me i did not see the man he was dressed in black and he wore a mask the servants were all on leave i did not know what to do i was feeling dizzy and though i screamed for help no one heard me because it was raining and it was so late at night we went back into the house then the two of us and he slapped me across my face because i was crying too much and then he tied my hands and told me to struggle to release them so that marks would remain on my arms it should look like someone had tried to hurt me and tied me up even though we were surrounded by blood and burnt flesh he pushed up my shirt and squeezed my breasts and then he took me to my room where he removed my shalwar and pushed me down on the bed i was feeling sick and did not want to do what he asked me to do but he said he had to do this to me so our story seemed more credible i listened to that familiar reasonable voice and drowned myself in the feel of his hands and his mouth My eyes snap open and I stare at the ceiling. I look at the clock. 3 a.m. The occasional flash of a passing car lights up the room. It is quiet as only Jalandhar can be quiet. After all those years of terrorism when bomb blasts used to light up the room, now it is only car headlights. I reach for a cigarette. The pleasures of not sharing a room are many. you can fart in bed and you can smoke without asking may i i look across the chintz printed bed sheets and imagine the last boyfriend sprawled there hairy fat rich better than bald thin and poor but unbearably attached to his mamiji funny thing this umbilical cord if you female they can't wait to snip it off but for boys mamiji's breasts drip milk like honeydew I watched boyfriend squirm with delight under Mummy's gaze as he piled on his millions in stocks and shares. With the ever-increasing millions and the solitaires glittering ever so brightly, why would she want a daughter-in-law dark and khadi-clad like me? I gently exhaled and blew boyfriend away. I can still hear Mummy's shocked voice, the solitaires shaking in opprobrium. Simran You're a sardarni, a sikhni, and you smoke. I settled down on the bed more comfortably, lolling over the side where boyfriend would have lain.
The Punjab police guest house room smells of smoke. They say that once smoke enters the air conditioning ducts, it keeps circulating there for years. Just like my obsessive compulsive disorder of not being able to erase a single detail from my mind. Playing it over and over again. Like smoke, it filters through my mind. The girl. The remand home. The theory I have, which is both a hypothesis and a nightmare. The scenario I have examined over and over in my mind for three months. The only part that makes me uneasy is my inability to put the pieces together. Was there a man? An outsider? The girl denies it. But she had obviously been raped. Or was it murder in self-defense? Did she kill anyone? Did her brother or her father try to molest her? When they found her, she was covered with so many wounds and so much blood, her own as well as that of...